talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hello and welcome and thank you for joining us as always on this monumental day, 20 years since 9-11. Thinking about all those families out there who suffered from 9-11 and uh, we hope you're doing okay. And thank you for joining us. Uh, Interesting show, lots of uh, interesting topics. And Marsha, how was your week? Uh, Pretty good. I'm working really hard on my book and I want to thank everyone. The book is called Android Smartphones for Seniors who are doing pre-orders. I can see it in the sales. Yay. Thank you. And uh, by the way, for anybody who's interested in 9-11, you know, I noticed that a bunch of people that I'm air quotes friends with on Twitter Mm -hmm. were not born or were little tiny babies when this happened 20 years ago. Yeah, sure. So I highly recommend, if any of you listen, uh, there's a Nat Geo special called 9-11, One Day in America. And it's six shows, and they're excellent. It's interviews with people who were there, along with video of them on the day 20 years ago, and video of them today. So it's quite remarkable, and I recommend highly that you grab a piece of history because this is something we can hashtag never forget. Yeah, absolutely. One of those most difficult times in uh, U.S. history for sure. Um, Okay, so let's get on to the show. SpaceX is cleared for a historic civilian launch. What is that? Well, I think, you know, we heard about the auction, remember, and all all the stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, what I didn't know about the auction is one of the people, Jared Isaacman, Um, He purchased the flight as part of an effort to raise millions for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Mm -hmm. And the money is all going to St. Jude's. I I think that's amazing. Yeah, that's great. Considering how much these people... Problem is, you know, with IRS rules, you probably can't write it off because you have to deduct the value of something. (laughs) I'm afraid the value of this would kind of not be what they even paid. But, yeah, I'm not um, sure how that translates when you paid for something you received. So, uh, but, yeah. Uh, for one who's been to a lot of charity auctions, it never pans out. <laughs> you know, oh, they put right. a price on it called priceless. And you can't deduct priceless from whatever you paid. It just, you know, and they're going to do it on pad nine, uh, 39A where I was at Kennedy Space Center, Florida. I visited the SpaceX launch complex. And it's amazing how much space activity we're doing. I mean, SpaceX is launching other things. I think there's one on Tuesday, a whole lot of things. But the best part about this is if you can, and you're in the area of the Kennedy Space Center, you can purchase tickets online to view the launch. Now, that's kind of a first. Yeah. Yeah, it used to be free. <laughs> right. Well, exactly. I was going to say, yeah, it's always been free before. So and, now and there's it's not a list of good pa- places to watch for free, uh, which, you know, is up on the beach, across from the launch pad. There's a whole bunch of places. But I guess they seem to have an area where you can actually sit and watch. And I have to tell you, if you have the opportunity to see a launch, I saw... I think the last space shuttle launch 
and there is nothing like feeling the ground vibrate and the noise. And it's oh, just, I bet. It's an amazing experience. So if you ever get a chance, now that they're selling tickets, but then again, this is SpaceX. So, you know, I don't know that NASA is going to do that. So the Jared Isaacman guy, he's the CEO of a company called Shift for Payments. Uh, he's 37. Haley Arcano, I don't know, 29, a St. Jude Hospital physician's assistant and childhood bone cancer survivor. I mean, wow, isn't that, that's the ultimate of, what was that charity you, you were in? Starlight Children's the, Foundation. Yeah, isn't that the ultimate, you know, yeah, you could yeah. go to space. <laughs> yeah, we, all, we probably always had, and Starlight was, is a wonderful charity. We, uh, we did a lot of work. I did 23 years with Starlight, and uh, a lot of the kids, you know, sometimes they were space, sometimes they were just to meet Mr. T, but uh, that's, that's a terrific thing. One, one quick word about St. Jude's, which is just a wonderful organization. Any kid that goes there does not pay that you don't pay a dime when you're at St. Jude's. And it was Nor do by, their parents pay. Right, no one pays. And the um, Danny Thomas, the uh, really famous actor, ran it, and now his daughter Marlo, who if you remember from That Girl, and married to Phil Donahue, uh, now is very actively involved in St. Jude's. So uh, very, very worthwhile charity. So the last two people who are going, uh, Chris Sembrowski, 42. He's a data engineer for Lockheed Martin from North Carolina. And, you know, of course, these people are all great space enthusiasts. And the last one is Stan Proctor, 51, a geoscientist and a science communication specialist. And, yeah, I mean, this is going to be quite a flight. They're going to actually, I believe, orbit the Earth. Maybe. I don't know. They're going to, oh, no, the spacecraft's path will cross 90% of the world's population. So that's kind of cool. uh, It's kind of cool. And they're going to do a couple tests up there. But, I mean, the launch time, so if you want to watch it, on September 15th, the launch time opens at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, which is a whole lot better, honestly, than 8 a.m. if you live on the West Coast. Right. I remember going to the launches, and you'd have to leave to go to the launch site at 2 a.m. Because... There was a window, and you had to be there for the whole right. window, right? So they're going to start the countdown approximately three days before liftoff, and it's going to be pretty amazing. The, oh, yeah, the splashdown is scheduled three days after the launch. So this will be something worth watching, and, you know, you got space.com, you got the SpaceX website. I think it's going to be very cool. This yeah, one this is th- not just a bunch of rich people being thrown no, up in space that are for up money. for 11 minutes. This is yeah. A, uh, yeah. a substantially longer flight and very interesting. So it's going to be really cool to watch. Which, you um, know, uh, is all that we have to say about Bezos. Because <laughs> this is, you know, Bezos did Blue Origin and Branson did. I mean, they did do the first. But Elon, oh, yeah. I think, is doing it right. I think that's, yeah. you know, they're raising millions for the charity. Yeah, and this hopefully, is awesome. Hopefully they'll take donations during, you know, while people are watching the launch. So, Did they have, I can't remember, I thought that also on those flights they were donating the money they had raised. Is that not right? Yes, yes. Uh, they did. Oh, okay. on the others? On the others, no. yes. No, I didn't hear that. <laughs> I thought I could be wrong about that. And I'm, I'm always big on looking for a charitable. Thing. Right, exactly. You know, no, there was Wally Funk, there was all kinds of stuff, but I'm right. looking at a news story here. And there's no mention of anybody else ever donating money. So interesting. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. So um, you found a story about uh, how uh, Huawei uh, filing a new patent. Right. And, and this is interesting. You know, you kind of said, yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, I, I, but, don't, you, I don't care about any of this crap, but go ahead. Okay. Foldable phones are the big thing right now. And from one who has tried a foldable phone, mm-hmm. if weight of your phone makes any difference to you whatsoever, those phones are heavy. Because basically it's two phones glued into one, kind of glued together. Um, they are heavier. And, you know, there's always the question of whether the display is going to crack or something like that. And I found it funny. There is a video on YouTube called the Huawei Mate X Rollable First Look. Mm-hmm. Huawei, uh, the company that we all accuse of stealing our technology, uh, filed an international patent application for a rollable smartphone. Now, we saw rollable TV displays in yep. at CES. And now we've started to see them on TV shows where, you know, when they push a button, it goes up, but it isn't stored below. The screen is rolling up. Yeah, it's very interesting and very expensive at the moment. Right. Now, gosh knows what this, but I mean, if you watch the video, it is absolutely amazing. The screen is enlarged, like you swipe your thumb to the right and the screen rolls out 35%, which is pretty amazing. And then you do it again and it becomes 70% larger than when it's in the closed position. Right. And in the end, the serviceable six and a half inch handset rolls out to become an 11 inch tablet. And yeah, it's gonna be true. yeah, the weight of the screen is, is what impressed me because that's the difference. If you picture an old-fashioned window shade, you know, where they had the piece of wood and it rolled around that, right. it's kind of like that. Um, it doesn't fold up in one specific way, so you don't have the crease issue. I think somebody did some incredible innovation here. And the renders of the patent application are amazing if you want to Google them. It's called the Mate X Rollable. Now, bear in mind that this phone, the, that if you look at the video, it's only a rendering of the concept. It doesn't right. necessarily mean this is what it's going to actually look like right. or do well, or whatever. Yeah. That's what you have to, well, this is actually a step further than what you have to do when you file a patent. Right. You so have to, who knows if you have come to, out. You have to prove concept. So, I don't know what sales have been on uh, foldable phones. I can't imagine they're fantastic. No, do you people, know anybody that owns one? Yeah. No, okay. nobody. Nobody. Oh, right. Because they're incredibly expensive. But this is something right. new. This is a new innovation. We commented when we saw the rollable TVs and said, this is something amazing. Yeah, it was cool. And yeah, was this cool. will be a lot, lot lighter to carry. Because, I mean, it's a rollable screen. I mean, how amazing is that? Well, that would be cool. I'm trying to figure out if on a, you know, I'm carrying a cell phone in my pocket. Do I want an 11-inch screen on my little f- six-and-a-half-inch phone? I mean, I, I, and I've always well, been an advocate of bigger, you know, faster, bigger, stronger. Uh, I'm just not sure that I want to walk okay, around Okay, Mark, you don't, co- you don't really commute to work on a train or a bus. That's true. Or something. That's and true. a lot of people do. Yeah. And would you rather be reading the New York Times on an 11-inch screen? 
Well, no, definitely it would be for those purposes. Uh, and uh, you're probably right. There are people in the country that do do that. Uh, but this thing will probably be $3,000 when it comes out. So who knows how many people are actually going to buy it. But it's knows? an interesting and idea. And if America keeps their stupid stance on keeping Huawei as the only brand, that using them as the poster boy for spying and, and IT nonsense, we still have lots of companies, and I'm not going to mention names because I don't want to feed into it, but companies that are from China, that are not private companies, that are not only manufacturing, but selling phones in the U.S. And let's face it, all parts of the iPhone are still made in China. Right, of course. This con- company has been singled out, and I just think it's nonsense, especially when they're doing real. And they're making their phones, by the way, with their own operating system. They're not using Android. Right. I, I, what is the status of the ability to buy a Huawei device now? Is it easy to buy one still? Funny you should ask that. I pulled up an article <laughs> for, to read later. Um, you, it is not illegal to use a Huawei phone in the U.S. If you have one of their older phones, which I got to tell you are pretty fabulous, um, and they run Android, they still get updates. Um, you can buy them on Amazon, but you can only buy the older ones, the ones before the ban. And after the ban, they developed their own operating system called the Harmony OS. Mm-hmm. From what I hear, it's really good. But, you know, hey, my time is, I'm like busy. And as much as I would love to see the phone with another operating system, I don't have time to write the phone, especially, and and our our listeners are mostly, we have a lot of listeners worldwide. And I'm sorry we can't share the news with you because, you know, I think we're, what, number one in Laos or something in the tech (laughs) category. Um, But we can't share the news with you. But... You know, it's time. Let's just work with the companies and let them innovate because the more innovation will happen with more competition. And what's interesting, and let me just throw this in, and I hope you don't mind, Samsung is discontinuing their cloud service. Now, what the hey is that? Well, mainly because you have Amazon, you have Google Cloud built into every Android phone anyway. I, what the need would be to keep it on the uh, Samsung cloud is kind of beyond me. But they're trying to push people to the Microsoft cloud. You know, the little thing comes up on the phone. You only have six days to move your stuff to the Microsoft cloud. And, I, you know, the big tech companies, they're just trading money back and forth. They want to keep the innovation out they want to keep it all in their own paws. It, it just, it's just, it's pathetic. I've kind of lost a lot of the, what, that's why this one article made me go, wow, because I really saw something that was kind of fabulous. And it's, none of it's happening in the United States. Yeah. Well, okay, there you go. Um, we've been talking about right to repair for years. And uh, Germany apparently is taking a really aggressive stance on this. Uh, They're requiring Apple, Samsung, and other phone makers to provide software updates and replacement parts for seven years, which is two years longer than uh, originally they were talking about doing. The UE uh, 
Commission has separately proposed that phone makers should provide software updates for five years and replacement parts at reasonable prices for six years. But Germany wants to go farther about that, and that's something you've been big uh, proponent well, of. Well, yeah, and again, this is not in the U.S. Right. The U.S. big tech has their claws around the neck of their users in the U.S. But in Europe, this isn't going to play. What is wrong with having replacement parts? What is wrong with keeping an older phone and being able to replace the battery? Um, Just it's the useful life of mobile phones as it stands is 2.5 to 3.5 years. But I know a zillion people through my research for my book that are using six-year-old, seven-year-old phones. An article just came through that uh-oh, the Gmail app will not work if you're using Android 4. <laughs> well, okay, but that was a long time ago, considering we're on Android 11. Right, um, exactly. Yeah, so the EC is looking to require handset makers to deliver parts for repairs within five days as a hedge against just exchanging a broken device for another device. It would also require hardware makers to transparently publish repair fees. <gasps> Transparency? Could that be? Uh, to allow also third-party repairs. And they're looking for energy labels for consumer electronics. That's interesting. I just I had a... I, I told you my tree incident that went through the roof here. I uh, just had a new roof put on, and I found out there's an Energy Star rating for roofs now which I thought was very cool. And they invented a thing called a cool roof, which we'll talk about another time, that keeps your house cooler. So, but P.S., then you don't want to cover them with solar panels, but whatever. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> but anyway, uh, a lot of this innovation is not going on in the U.S., and what is causing that, I don't know. Except our next story is happening Well, yeah, in the this US. is, I mean, I have to say, this is kind of cool. Um, Amazon is starting what they call cashierless just walk out tech. It's coming to a couple of Whole Foods stores, one in our neck of the woods in Sherman Oaks, California, uh, another one in Washington, D.C. And basically you shop in the store and you don't go to a checkout line. So, you know, we've talked about this kind of technology with Amazon before. Uh, you sign in with your app on your phone as you walk in the door. You have to have, obviously, a credit card on file with them or a debit card. Well, you duh. I mean, you have an Amazon account. You've got a credit right, card. Right, yeah, Amazon, right, exactly. Uh, you fill up your bags. You leave the, the store without checkout. Uh, and I think that's a pretty cool idea. You know, one of the most painful things about going as far as I'm concerned, and I'm not a supermarket goer, but one of the most painful things is standing in those stupid lines. You know, there's, when it's busy, you have eight, 10 people standing in line, takes forever. And now these days where you don't really want to be exposed to potential illness, you don't want to stand in those lines. So, you know, you walk down the aisles, you scan your uh, device. I believe they have a scale actually for produce within the cart. Well, let and, me tell, uh, let me just tell you, okay, I, I, almost every Saturday after this show, after we record this show, I go to my Amazon Fresh store, right. which is one of these stores already. Yeah, and how yeah, is the, the Amazon Fresh different? I'm curious because It's this, just different merchandise. Okay. I mean, this is Whole Foods, you know, it's all organic, but right. the food at Amazon Fresh, um, there's less of it. But it there is organic. It's all the same, you know. It's but I think Amazon Fresh, I don't know. Maybe doesn't cover as many brands as Whole Foods, but it's certainly enough for me. Uh, there are cameras in the cart, 
So as you put your food down into the cart, right. it take, I, I guess, takes it, yeah. a picture or scans it or something, yep. and a little LCD screen on your cart says, you know, milk, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then when you have produce, it's kind of like self-checkout at the supermarket. You tap the screen, say produce. It asks you what it is. You put in either the code number or what it is. Then you put it in. It weighs it. And you go on your merry way. And when you want to leave, your bags are already in the cart when you get to the store. So... You're putting your food in your bags as you shop. Yeah, right away, which is which is very nice. Uh, the, one of the issues on this, and the, the unions have said that the cashierless tech will cost workers job. Amazon claims that they'll employ a comparable number of team members uh, as an existing Whole Foods store of similar size. So we'll, well yet I, to be I have determined. to tell you that, well, the truth from the Amazon Fresh store that I shop at, um, it is bubbling with Amazon employees. There are more Amazon employees. Yeah, it seems to, yeah. Because they all do delivery as well. So they yeah, have really... their different colored carts pushing around the store and the employees at the store aren't grumpy because <laughs> they don't have to deal with, with your nonsense. Yeah, exactly. And you go, like I go to the butcher counter and they have a great selection of fish. And I said, you know, like that looks a little, mm. when did that fish come in? Do you have a newer shipment? Right. Son of a gun. She went back and said, I got you the new one. Yeah. I mean, it nice. just, it's a really good shopping experience with ungrumpy employees. And I'm sorry, Union, but a lot of your people are really grumpy and not pleasant to deal with. No, and that's, that's why true. we do this. <laughs> yeah. You know, Amazon Fresh is interesting because we have an Amazon Fresh store you within three miles, but they don't deliver to us. Where Whole Foods does deliver, and I don't but know it's why. So con- it's so contactless. It, yeah. it just you you don't talk to anybody. You just go around. You get your stuff. But to right. me, the real big bonus is their fresh deli. They have a fresh deli that has pizza by the slice. So my big bonus is that's my last stop, and I get a vegetarian slice of pizza for lunch. <laughs> And I'm happy. I'm a happy camper. Where can yeah. you get hot, fresh pizza at the supermarket? And they have like little pizza slice boxes. So you just take the thing, you put it in the pizza slice box and put it in your cart, takes a picture of it, weighs it, knows what it is, and it shows one slice of pizza. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, Amazon has had their little um, eating area in their stores, you know, where they have in the one near us, there's a, a like a little cafe. But yeah, there's, there's also no the, eating in, in the one I go to. Yeah, it, now, this one it, you yeah, can pick up your food. They have sitting places to eat. They have an olive bar. They have a pizza bar. They have all kinds of stuff. So pretty cool. Um, th- this next story is a cool story. It comes with a bit of a caveat, though. Amazon is going to be paying employees. A bit of a caveat. A bit of a caveat. <laughs> there's uh, a Amaz- little caveat. Yeah. Uh, Amazon will pay employees full, co- well, this says full college, college tuition, uh, but they haven't told us yet what college is. That's number one. And their maximum is $5,250 per employee. So I got to tell you, colleges today, even CSUN. That doesn't even pay for a semester at CSUN. Yeah. Lo- local <laughs> colleges, state colleges, state universities like CSUN, which is out in New Russia, which is but where Mark, I have to have gra- Mark, what you're exposing is the scam 
the scam that's being imposed on people. This will all, the free education, the free, online, the free everything, the tuition that our president and everybody is promising is all BS. They're going to pay for online classes. And if you don't have the head to make it through online classes, and a lot of people don't, the classroom experience is much different. You know, I'm seriously going to recommend people go to plumbing school because that's where the money is. Electricians, well, plumbing, I got to tell you, they're doing incredibly well right now. I mean, you know, look, it's a nice add-on. And, you know, I mean, if you want to go to Harvard it's going to, and you're lucky enough to be smart enough to get in there, it's going to cost you $70,000 a year. So $5,200 for eligible workers is a, nothing to knock. It's a great thing, but I, to me, it's a bit more of a publicity stunt than it is really realistic because that, as we talked about, uh, the, the universities are, even the, the lesser universities are probably $15,000 a year to get yeah. it. So, you know, that, that's a tough one. But the other thing is they have not yet, they're going to be specific schools, so they haven't yet announced when the schools or what the schools will be that will be i think announced at the beginning of the year but uh, for eligible employees amazon will pay up to 95 percent of the tuition Wait, and it says on-site classes to make it oh, easy yeah. for all associates so they're going to have on-site classes at amazon facilities dedicated classrooms yeah it's very interesting so, so there maybe they will employ a teacher to come to the warehouse to could teach be. the classes. Could be. I mean, I that, think it's great, yeah, and I think it's a start. And very few companies, I mean, a lot of companies do have programs for education, but uh, at least it's a start, and it's at least yeah. it's a nice way to get going. I so. still don't believe that everybody needs to go to college. That's <laughs> yeah, all I can uh, say. Uh, no, I, I don't disagree with you totally. I think uh, that there are other, a lot of smart people, wealthy people, didn't go to very college. Very wealthy so, people, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. All right, so uh, on September 14th, which I think is Tuesday, uh, Apple will be streaming their uh, current, what the, they call their California streaming event, which is a take <laughs> on the Mamas and Papas California Dreaming, uh, to announce what we don't know yet. Because uh, there are a million leaks that come out about Apple products. And I will say, for the most part, they're pretty much on the money, even though Well, Apple that's because pretends. it's from Apple's PR team. Well, right. I mean, they pretend so, like yeah. they, that they keep it quiet, but the reality is that, you know, we already know a bunch of things that are coming out. So uh, we think that the Apple 13 is coming out. And, you know, every year it's kind of funny because I'm on the Apple upgrade program and the Apple upgrade program, for those who don't know, and I think it works pretty well. You pay between 35 and 50 bucks a month. And every 12 months, should you choose to, you can update your phone and get a brand new one. You have to send back the old phone, of course, but you get a brand new one. And if you choose at the end of 12 months to not do that, you just pay off your phone. It's the same thing as if you had paid cash for the phone. So it's, uh, it's kind of interesting, and that's what I do. So I have been upgrading my phones. And uh, the event, which is going to be starting at 10 a.m. Pacific time, which you can stream, usually you can just go to the uh, Apple website if you go you know what Apple.com. You know what I find better than, than watching it live? Because watching Tim Cook standing there and holding his hands and gesturing and the whole thing just drives right. me crazy. You go to one of those websites, and you can find them on Twitter. Just search for Apple Livestream. Right. And they'll have commentators You're talking about what's going on, having comments in between themselves. It makes for a much more interesting experience. So I think The Verge does that. 
uh, I recommend looking at it that way because I got to I cannot stand. Come on, you can't either. We went to when we went to CES, watching some bloke stand on the stage yapping about technology. Yeah, it's I'm boring. Not, it's boring it, as hell. It's definitely boring. They're going to be coming out uh, allegedly, and I'm sure this is true. Four new iPhones this year. They're not. To the, they now are on what they call a three-year cycle for major upgrades. So you won't see a lot of change in the look of the phone, but they're going to be coming out with the Mini again, which is uh, rumored to be the last year for the Mini because, frankly, it didn't sell very well. So All why the are they coming the, out with another one? they got to get rid well, of Well, they the said chassis. that their cycle, they do it so far in advance <laughs> that they had already planned for the Mini, for the next Mini when the original Mini came out when they didn't know sales data. And, of course, you know, we have the pandemic, so they weren't sure what the sales were going to be but it appears they're not going to be having an iphone mini after this one so if you like it and i have a friend who has one and she loves it um they're coming out with again the usual array of things uh the pro models will have and this is important a fingerprint resistant finish which is nice because fingerprints are a pain in the butt um and it is again it's supposed to be faster you know an upgraded uh, chip it's going to be allegedly a larger battery and the big knock on the Apple phones for the last couple of years is there's a notch at the top of the Apple phones that takes part of your viewing screen. And Which it is annoys ridiculous. the hell out of it annoys the hell out of everybody. And they've got to there's got to be a way to get rid of it. Well, uh, everybody that's an Apple user is annoyed by that a little bit of a, you know, ding in in the thing. So supposedly it's going to be smaller. Now, you don't have one. You don't have a notch on a, on your phone, do you? A Samsung I'm, phones or anything? Okay. Hold on. Uh I don't haven't bought a new Samsung phone in a or while. Or any phone or you're using that's not an Apple I am phone. currently using, hold on, a OnePlus 9 Pro 5G. Okay. There is a, an, an eighth of an inch circle, little black circle. Right, You okay. know the top bar where you see your 5G, your battery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, it's no bigger than that. It's a little okay. teeny circle. And well, that's where the notch is on the Apple. And it doesn't bother me at all. And by the way, I, we haven't talked about it, but OnePlus, I've been checking them out, and their sales figures uh, to carriers are going through the roof. Samsung ought to be scared. Although when I tell you this, you were very, very likely to dump the phone you're using and go to the new iPhone. Uh, the new colors are supposed to be matte black and gold. Okay, and so here's the story about that. All right, because I'm writing a book and I've yep. interviewed tons of people. That's so tempting when you see those beautiful phone backs. Oh my gosh, it's so pretty. Right. And then you put a case over it and you right. never see it again. Well, so yeah, we talk about that. I think the public is getting smart on that because I've found less and less people who really care. They like to ooh and ah when they first see it. But right. then it goes in a case. And if you use a clear case, that's going to yellow over time. So pfft, it's useless. Well, you know, it's interesting. I don't I get excited anymore. Uh, last year when I got my iPhone and I got the blue, and I thought, this is exactly what you're talking about. This is stupid. I don't want to cover my phone with a case because right. I can't even see it. So I bought, right. I don't even know the company. It's T-O-R-R-A-S, Taurus. It has a built-in stand and it's clear. And you know what? I think I paid 15 bucks for the case. Exactly. And it, it's beautiful. It works great. So, you know, yeah, you probably want to get a clear case rather, you know, so you can enjoy the beauty of what you just bought, uh, you know, your new gold Apple phone. So, um, so that'll be out on Tuesday. 
is OnePlus. I'm looking at the, the case, on the one on the OnePlus Pro. I, I assume you have to pay extra for it. It's kind of cool because it has like a diagonal pattern. It's black, but, and it ha- it's very attractive. And it's rubbery and comfortable. And so are the ones for the Pixel phones. And they're not as expensive as the flagship phone makers usually charge. Yeah, um, exactly. In my book, so- I recommend Spigen. Otterbox, if you really, if you really, yeah, Otterbox, a heavy duty, make a mess. Yeah, if you really can make a mess on your phone, put it in an Otterbox because they're mil spec. They're going to take care of your phone like nobody. Yeah, exactly. All right, this is now the time of the show where we search the universe, the planets, and Walmart for the buy of the week. And today, our buy of the week. This is this is actually a really good buy. You know, the Apple AirPods. Um, are very expensive. They're two fifty, a hundred and fifty, you know, in that general price vicinity. And I have a pair of um, ear, uh, earbuds that, and the, I'm just blank, uh, pa- Pamu, which uh, I tested a couple years ago and still use. They were like sixty, seventy bucks, and they work flawlessly. I have no issues with them whatsoever. Well, here at Walmart, they have what's called the MPOW. M-P-O-W-T-W-S-X-3 True Wireless Bluetooth Headphones, 5.0 in-ear. They're Bluetooth again. They're active noise cancellation. They're waterproof. And they're outrageously priced today at Walmart at $22.99. They list for $75. And they have not a lot of ratings here, but of the 16 ratings they have on here, they got a 4.7 out of 5 stars. And you don't have to spend $200 to have an in-ear headphone. So you can pick these up. You, know, you can look at a lot of more expensive ones. But this is a great price. And as I say, good reviews on this. And you can get it today at Walmart. Let me give it to you again. It's MPOW TWS X3 True Wireless Bluetooth Headphones. Uh, available on sale. Marked down from $75.93 to $22.99, and that is our buy of the week. So that's a Ta-da. Ta-da, hell of a price for uh, those. Um, so anyway, Google <laughs> Google says it will replenish 120% of the water it consumes by 2030. And for those so, of you who don't know, this doesn't mean that Google employees are drinking a lot of water. Oh, that's they not what you, this is? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> They're using the water to cool their server farms. Right. Which is very important. Server farms are hot. And they've been taking water from Lake Mead, where that's a reservoir, folks. We need that water. Yeah, especially these days with the heat. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's all ridiculous. It's They should have been doing this a long time ago. Right. It's just, you know, why we... Some cities in the U.S. don't have desalinization plants is beyond me. Again, mm-hmm. the rest of the world is doing it. We're not doing it. So, yeah. And hey, by the I way, had, this is not for nine years. It's yeah. still nine years away. Hopefully we'll have some water left on the planet in nine years. You know, it, uh, it took my plumber like just a couple of hours to reroute gray water from the bathtub to the garden. Right. So, you know, it, it's something that can be done simply. 
we just make it incredibly difficult. And this is just absurd. But it's a move. I mean, it's a move yeah. forward and, you know, you can't complain about it. Uh, and nobody cares what they complain anyway. So, right. Um, nope. Exactly. Okay. How does Facebook undermine privacy protection for okay, WhatsApp? Okay. We talked, I think we talked last week about we Telegram, yeah, right? The dangers of Telegram. And, you know, everybody, everybody uses WhatsApp because that's safe and it's wonderful. And, uh, seems ProPublica, which is a website I totally believe in. Their total reason for being is investigative journalism. And they have some excellent people on it. I, Craig Newmark, I believe, is a big donator to the organization. Colleges uh, back it. it. It's amazing. What they found in their investigation from ProPublica is that they have over a thousand, over a thousand contract employees sitting in Austin looking at the texts and videos and whatever the heck else you send over the app WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. um, yes, it was, you know, it is to protect people, you know, prevent child porn. It's, you know, bottom line, they read, they look at everything. Nothing. Thing is private. So not only the end-to-end -end encryption is, yeah, that's great. But like I said last week, once it gets to the servers, it's not yours anymore. And they pay these people around $16.50 an hour. Um, moderators are told not to say who they work for. Right. Um, they're in Austin. It's incredibly, to me, kind of sleazy. They are reading everything, you know, spam reports, uh, child pornography, whatever. And, and I guess that's important. But don't keep telling people that your stuff is private because it point blank isn't private anymore. Uh, they used AI for a while, but they had a couple of months where AI was banning groups left and right, um, whatever. Um, by the way, these moderators also turn over information. When requested, um, if the government wants to know who your friend list is and you have it private, eh, no problem. On WhatsApp, they can find out easily. So even with the encrypted system, um, they can still respond to lawful requests for metadata, including location, account info, just everything. So don't fool yourself, folks. Your best bet is iMessage, which is RCS messaging, which you can also do on Android. So just, which is, by the way, something that really pisses me off. Again, I'm always pissed off about iMessage. But the point being that you can't RCS message from an iPhone to an Android phone. And to me, that's point blank tech stupid. Yeah, it's very interesting. Okay, well, we only got about probably five minutes left here, so let's talk a little TV. Um, Can I tell you I'm, one thing that, that was, course. like, groundbreaking? Yeah. Last night we watched on the Apple Plus TV, whatever it mm -hmm. is, Yep. a Broadway show that was the first Broadway show that was open after, in the pandemic. It's called Come From Away. It's the story about 911. 
And bottom line, and I have been to this place, believe it or not, when all the planes were told to land, there were a bunch over the Atlantic and they didn't know where to put it. And there's an island off Newfoundland that has an airport called Gander that I've been to when I was a little tiny girl because the flight had to get gas. And this was like a gas stop airport. It was an international airport, but 200 planes had to land on this little tiny island. And the people that came off the planes, and nobody could fly for four days afterwards, was more than the population of the island. And this is a musical, and it's excellent, and it's not depressing. It's happy-making. You will enjoy it. It's called Come From Away. Uh, the acting, the singing, the music, everything is excellent. And I am not a huge fan of today's musicals. But yeah, this I was, was very excellent. Fortunate. I saw it just before the pandemic. It was at the Pantages Theater, came directly from Broadway. And it's a wonderful, as Marcia said, it's a wonderful play. It's very heartwarming. And kudos to these great people. In, right? Was it Can- what was the city? Can- Cantor? What was it? Gander. Gander, G-A-N-D-E-R. The lovely people from Gander who helped out all of these stranded passengers. And, you know, by the time the four days were over, they were all friends. And they were all, yeah. you know. Just and a, they found just one- that starting fresh in a new society, kind of, just made everything better. Yeah, it was really cool. Well, well worth watching that uh, play. And, and you can wonderful. get a free trial to Apple TV Plus if you don't have it and cancel it afterwards. Highly recommend it. It's called Come yeah. From Away. Uh, yeah, Apple's had some decent things. I can't say they have a, a multitude of great things. But Ted Lasso. The morning, you know, well, Ted Lasso is the best. Ted Lasso, and I'm so sad because it's just about over. There's only one episode of Ted Lasso left. And, and but it's there'll just be another season. Not, yeah, uh, one, one recommendation when you watch Ted Lasso, if you're like me, and have difficulty understanding accents. And in this show, there's a lot of thick... Um, British think, accents. Well, it's British, but it's even, I think there's, you know, other Irish and wh- whatever it is, the accent. Yeah. So I turn on closed captioning because a lot of the time I can't understand what they're saying. But You it need is to a travel internationally show. more, Mark. You really do. Yeah. The, uh, well, and I got to tell uh, you, the minute the pandemic is over... You're going to search hard and long for me because I'm going to be out of this country for a while. there you go. Uh, I have to get what um, uh, Douglas Adams, who did uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I don't know if you remember that. Um, He was wonderful, and I was fortunate enough to have him in studio with me at KABC. Wonderful guy before he passed away. And he came up with the babblefish, which is, you know, you stick this fish, which is an actual fish, you know, in your ear, and it would translate everybody's language. So I thought that was kind of a cool idea. And Babblefish still powers many of the online translations. Yeah, it does. It actually does. And if you've never seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, it's a fun movie. Watch it. Um, Also, I watched the first episode last night of American Rust, which is this new series on Showtime with Jeff Daniels and Mara uh, Tierney, who who was just an excellent actress. And it's a kind of a detective story, very slow to start. By the end of the first episode, I was like, okay, maybe this has some value to it. Uh, What else are you watching? Uh, Nothing much. I'm working. Literally, I am just working, working, working. Jeopardy had their... uh, whatchamacallit of champions finished yesterday and jeopardy donated a quarter of a million dollars to the trebek center for the homeless which is right near 
well, like not on top of me, but it's, it's near where I live. And I backed the organization. It was great to see they backed that charity. Yeah, that's really good. They've had enough bad publicity, frankly, on Jeopardy the last uh, month or so with the replacement and the guy that was replacing him. And then he's been fired. And so, uh, but Jeopardy's a great show. You know, um, you know, it's time that people realize you can't act badly anymore. No, if you, you want to be in the public eye. If you yeah. want to be in the public eye, no. I mean, to me, Jeopardy's a little too easy. I know probably 100% of the answers <laughs> on there. Yeah. So I find it a little boring. Oh, okay, That's 1927, funny. yes. E equals MC squared. I mean, I know all of that stuff. So uh, that's also, there's a new uh, take on Cinderella that I've had a couple of friends. I haven't watched Terrible. it yet. Terrible. I, I, oh, you watched it? Dre- dreadful, yeah. Really? No, You're the first one I've uh, heard? Sorry. Interesting. Okay, so you they saw took, it and didn't like it. They took a beautiful story and, and just made it filth. I'm not oh. happy at all. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, because two of the friends that saw it loved it. Absolutely loved it. So, you know, each to their own, I guess. So uh, that was kind of cool. But definitely do watch uh, some of the things we've been talking about. And there's a lot of good stuff uh, on HBO. Did you ever see a movie called Scenes from a Marriage? Uh, uh, yeah, but I hear the music coming, so it's time. Oh, know, there you go. All right, everybody. Up. Hey, listen, have a great week. Uh, be safe. Don't drink and drive. And we'll see you on uh, next weekend. Stop by our Facebook page. Say hello on Twitter. We post the show on there every week on a Monday morning. So if you want to hear it, just go there or listen on your favorite network. Thanks so much for listening. Tell your friends. Bye-bye. Have a great week. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication. Global food for thought.